0: Hey everyone, this is Caitlin Yeager with Missouri Humanities. Join us as we highlight the uniqueness of Missouri's small towns and showcase the bigger picture of what small town America really is by bringing you to communities across the state and listening to their stories of why they shouldn't be overlooked, overshadowed, or underappreciated. We're not a flyover state. We're the heart of America. From somewhere in the show me state, this is Small Town Showcase. Lamar, Missouri, a place of legendary beginnings. It's the birthplace of our 33rd President, Harry S. Truman, the start of Wyatt Earp's days as a lawman before heading west where he'd become infamous. And it's home to over 4,200 Missourians and I think it's safe to say that they are proud to call this town theirs. The town is in Barton County, in the southwestern part of the state, very close to the border of Kansas and Missouri. It was founded in the late 1850s, and soon after, the state was deeply divided due to the Civil War. Lamar in particular, because of its proximity to the Kansas-Missouri border wars, was the site of multiple attacks and guerrilla warfare the population plummeted in the aftermath. Into the 20th century, new businesses and industry helped regrow the population. But Lamar suffered more setbacks in the early 2000s when their number one employer shut down and the 2008 recession occurred within a year of one another. But the community is resilient and looked to other ways to grow community pride and maintain togetherness in the face of adversity, thanks to high school football. Looking around Lamar's downtown square, you can see evidence of businesses that are clearly staples in this town that have been around for decades. But mixed in are new businesses and offices and community spaces that all come together to form the heart of Lamar, which exudes strength, dedication, and opportunity. Its people strive for success in all aspects, and they are never without a champion for a cause. I was really excited to get into what inspires these community traits. So let's get started.
1: Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Small Town Showcase, the podcast. We are here in Lamar, Missouri, in the southwestern part of the state. With me today are two wonderful representatives of this special place, Astra Ferris, the uh, CEO of the Barton County Chamber of Commerce, and Mike Hall, the mayor of the city of Lamar. Thank you both for being willing to join us and telling us about your community.
2: Well, thanks, Caitlin. Yeah. Glad to be here.
1: So because this is a podcast, obviously no one's seeing this, they're just listening. Um, so let's start off by orienting our listeners a little bit to this town. Um, can one of you or both of you give us some context for the town of Lamar? Where are we? Um, Where are we situated? What does the landscape look like? What might people notice when they come to this community?
2: Well, we're in the southwest part of Missouri, about 40 miles north of Joplin, approximately 110 miles south of Kansas City. Um, The landscape is pretty flat. Uh, We don't have mountains and beaches and things like that, but uh, we have a lot of uh, farmland uh, and uh, timber. So th- there's not a ton of things to look at, but if, you, if you're a hunter, uh, this is a place to be.
3: Also, we're close to um, Prairie State Park, which is one of the last prairie tall grasslands in North America that's protected just 15 miles from here. So you definitely have the, the uh, prairie vibes for sure. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about this town story. There's a couple pieces
1: of history um, that are really important in Lamar. Um, but what are some notable points that have contributed to the rich history and heritage of Lamar?
3: Yeah, so I think, you know, one thing that you think of with Lamar is we are the birthplace of Harry S. Truman. Um, they get about 6,000 visitors a year from all over the world. And that's definitely something to tout is um the famous Harry S. Truman, our 33rd president, but then also we are where Wyatt Earp, the famous legendary lawman, got his start in his law career. He was our first constable, actually, and so that's pretty cool when you think of of Lamar. Those are some notable historic facts. You know, we have so many over 100-year-old legacy farm. uh, Generational farming is huge here, Um, That's great. And then also, you know, we are state champs. We like to play some football.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have heard.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we have some Civil War history also. Um, Pre-Civil War, this was a pretty thriving um, community. Uh, There were a couple of skirmishes here where, in in fact, the uh, courthouse was burned down. And uh, during the Civil War, the population drastically um, went away because... Uh, of, you know, there's just too much fighting here. Um, you know, we're right here by the Kansas border and, you know, the, the, that's Missouri-Kansas border war. So you have, you know, um, loyalists to, to the Union, you know, mostly in Kansas. And then you have, you know, the Missouri guerrillas, which, you, you know, if you study history, they, they were pretty honorary individuals that, who were loyal to the South. And Missouri was just a, a state that was in conflict the whole time. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a long, uh, history here and, um, that dates back, you know, during the civil war.
1: And how do you guys, um, tell those stories? What are some things that the town likes to do to, um, showcase its history and heritage?
3: You know, we're blessed with a super active historical society here in Barton County. So that group, um, they really come together to make sure that we are accurately depicting all of our historical, um, things that have happened. So, you know, that's a great group that does some things. But then also, you know, the Harry S. Truman's birthplace, that's the state of Missouri, helps us with that one. And um, same with the Prairie State Park. And, um, you know, we're working on the White Earp Park currently. And then we've got a group that they have our our memorial park, which is for all of the um, veterans all throughout history um, and all of the conflicts in the world. So, there's a lot of groups that collectively, it's not one group, it's so many groups working together to make sure that we are um, telling our stories.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and that's one thing, we have a treasure here that's kind of out of sight that is very impressive if you're gonna visit Lamar and that's, we have a, a county museum underneath the courthouse. Okay. And it's bigger than you, know, you think, and it's a pretty big museum. Um, the, the curators are volunteers, they go in you know, and they have you know, sometimes not exact hours, but you know, it's worth a chance to stop by and, and look if they're open. There's a lot of, uh, I mean, artifacts. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, you know, I, took, I took my kids down there just this past summer during the fair time. They're always open during the fair. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, there was a um, criminal, a murderer, who was in jail here and the townspeople couldn't wait for the trial. They drug him out of jail and hung him on the courthouse lawn, right where we're at right now. Um, and they have the noose wow. from that, uh, you know, lynching um, in in the, you know, in this museum. So, wow. and actually, my my kids were like, "Well, why would they have something like that there?" I it's just oh, part of history." So there's it it things like that. Um, you know, they have uh, old uniform, the old. Uh, time period dress, dresses, and man, the uh, people back in their late 1800s, early 1900s, they were skinny. I mean, the, the dresses were, <laughs> yeah, they were so skinny. Plus yeah. corsets. Yeah. I, yeah plus <laughs> corsets. Anyway, so that, yeah, the museum is something that, it, it even lost, upon, I've, I've been there several times, but I hadn't been there in probably 10 years and, and, you know, shame on me, but it was really, really neat thing to look at. Yeah.
1: But I think that's interesting you and what you just said I think is really important the fact that you, you said I hadn't been there in 10 years. Mm-hmm. I think that that's so interesting. I think anywhere you go, I mean I I myself included, you don't tend to get out and experience your own community's history. Like we feel like museums and and historic sites and things like that are built for other people to bring in tourism, to engage other people to come and appreciate our history, but um you know it's really important for the members of your community to go and experience those too. Um, you know, so I think it's really great that you took it upon yourself to bring your kids there to experience your town's history and help, help them see, you know, where, where you came from, where this community came from and help them appreciate that. You know, I think that's, that's really important to kind of differentiate between, you know, things we do for tourism, and things we do for ourselves to help build our own community and there has to be some overlap there you know yeah. everyone needs to appreciate and um experience your town's story yeah. so i think that's great
2: yeah living here we definitely kind of get in the lull and talking about sure. harry s truman and Harry S. truman birthplace <laughs> i hadn't been there again probably since i was in high school that um, they do take field trips the schools, you know, they'll take the kids up there and I don't know that I'd been back since. And I went up there a couple weeks ago or, you know, a couple weeks ago and, uh, it was what I remembered, but it, it's really cool and it's really neat. Nash to touch on this, all the visitors that they get. <clears throat> there are license plates there in the parking lot from California, Colorado, and it surprised me. I work literally three blocks from this place. <laughs> And I hadn't been there, you know, in, you know, decades. And it was kind of neat to get back there and and listen to the history uh, of the Truman family again.
1: Mm -hmm. I think it's nice, too, because it, it, you know, even if you only visit your museum once every 10 years or or with each new generation, you know, it does kind of, I think, reinvigorate you and and gets you, it reminds you of what you have to be proud of and kind of says, okay, this place is good. I'm I'm in a good place and... um, you know, I, I can kind of reappreciate, you know, my, my home and my place. So, um, and you guys have so many great resources for that. Yeah, for sure. So you two have two kind of different experiences with this town. Mike, you're a lifelong resident. And Astra, you're um, a self-proclaimed transplant.
3: Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: you're, you're, you did not grow up here. You, didn't, you weren't born here. You right. were in Joplin and, and came here. Um, why those experiences? Mike, why did you um decide to to stay in Lamar
2: when I graduated from college, uh, I definitely there was opportunities to go somewhere else, um, but you would have thought about it and then I was engaged at the time and my my I'm, my family's from here, my wife's family's from here and like, you know, and we had an opportunity um, well, I had an opportunity to come back here and and uh, start a, a good job. so um, I was like, well, why would we want to live anywhere else if there's somewhere else that we want to be we can visit because um, our whole support network and here's where it gets really important when you're a young uh, married couple is when you start having kids mm-hmm. so you think about if you go away and you have no family support and maybe a few friends sprinkling a few friends in a, in a larger community that you have not been a part of for very long um you don't what a child care you know our child care you know child care is a big deal mm-hmm. and if you live here and you have a huge family Everybody steps up. Grandma steps up. Aunts and uncles step up and, and help. I mean, they sprinkle in, we have you know, young ladies at our where I work that they have young kids, and they they're the grandparents are you know that you know grandparent one takes a day, grandparent two takes a day, and it's it's like a, a an, you know a family effort.
1: It takes uh, a village, you know, to, it's to the saying it. for a you reason. You don't get you don't
2: get that <laughs> when you go and and live you know, in a larger, uh, metropolitan area.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, or at least away from family, away from
2: family or, yeah. away from, mm-hmm. or away from family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, there's just, so there was for me and I love, I love the rural living. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I could have, you know, taken another direction, but, uh, I don't regret coming back to the community I grew up in.
1: Mm-hmm. So Astra, with that okay. said, you know, the transplant story, what was that like? Yeah, I mean,
3: I think I've said this before, where it's like, you know, when you first move here and you're not from here, it's, you definitely recognize right away that it's different, like, why are all these people waving at me on the road, in the car, I don't know who these people are, why are they looking at me in the eyes? Like, (laughs) um, that's definitely something to get used to, but then also you, you have a sense of, you feel like people care. They care about you, they care about your family, and it's an easy place to, uh, be part of something. I mean, there's a lot of people that choose to live here and there's a reason for that. Um, like we were saying, it takes a village to, you know, raise kids or whatnot. Um, you know, you might spend, I have teenagers, they spend a lot of time saying they cannot wait to get out of this town. And then, you know, it's kind of one of those things that they're probably going to spend a lot of time trying to get back to this town when they start, like Mike said, start having children, start raising that, that family. Um, We're definitely still one of those towns where you'll see kids, bands of kids riding their bikes on the streets together, you know, without parents around. Like, there's, there's something to be said for a community where other community members are looking out for your kids, Mm -hmm. Um, because everybody kind of knows everybody. So if you see my kid, you know where they're at. You know, it's kind of one of those things, uh, good or bad, I suppose. But (laughs) um, I, I think I've embraced it, and I think a lot of folks that I've spoke to that have you know, become, quote, leaders, if you will, in the community that aren't from here. If you really want to make a difference, this is a town to do it. You can be a part of something that's bigger than yourself. Mm -hmm. And they're welcoming to that. Not everyone's like that. Mm -hmm. Mike, as somebody who's
1: really spent a lot of time here and seen a lot of change, and Astra, you're a transplant, but you've been here for a while now. Um, How has Lamar changed during your time here?
2: When I think about it, I think that uh, the town overall really hasn't changed that much. I think it, of the jobs that are here have changed quite a bit. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about you know, losing the factory that employed a thousand plus people um, and we really haven't recouped that, but we've had some small wins with some small and medium businesses and, and entrepreneurial startups. Um, that has changed, you know, the, the way people work. Um, but as far as socially, um, schools, you know, it, it feels to me pretty much the same as when I was a kid. Like Astra touched on, you know, you can have, you, you can feel pretty comfortable with your kids riding their bike. You know, you see, you know, nine or 10 year old riding their bike down, you know, the, the main road. That's not, you know, that's something you see quite regularly, mm-hmm. you know, they ride their bikes to the park. And I mean, I know there's a lot of places you can't do that. Um, so that part aspect really hasn't changed. And I think people like that, that, you know, this is laid back and safe. Um, I do, and I think it's more of a national problem, but I do see as a mayor, you know, there's there's drug problems, but that's everywhere. And I think we do a really good job of trying to uh, tamp that down. Um, but, you know, I just, and maybe as a, a kid, I d- just didn't recognize it. When I was a kid, maybe there was always that, but, um, I just think, you know, it seems like a lot of if the little crime that we have, a lot of it revolves around drugs. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I would really, you know, and, and this is probably more on a state and national level because everybody sees it um, is get you know, I wish there could be help or some way to tamp that down. And, and then everything would you know, be perfect, I
3: guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, and I know aok they've got their drug-free coalition, and it seems like there's getting, there's a lot of energy in that right now. And um, we're about to do some things with them through the chamber just to help businesses and community members recognize how they can help with the whole, like, fentanyl opioid crisis. Mm-hmm. That's not just, I mean, that's kind of going yeah. everywhere, but um, to just address some of the mental health and um you know, abuse problems, I guess, Mm -hmm. with drugs and alcohol in our communities. So, um, yeah, I'm thankful that we have organizations that are trying to tackle that firsthand. And I think it's just going to take a big partnership with everyone. So I feel like we're doing what we can together for now, but yeah, definitely more like Mike said, probably more of a, it's not just an us problem. It is (laughs) not right. Yeah. Um, but
1: Asha for you, um, In your, it hasn't been fully twenty years yet, but getting there. That you've been in Lamar, um, thinking back to when you first got here to now, what have you noticed?
3: Um. Well, I think that definitely, you know, a lot of the things that you, you know, like the fair. The fair's been here every summer. Kids get out of school. That kind of works like clockwork. Been sort of one of those that's been the same every. You know everyone knows what to anticipate because we have the largest free fair in the state of missouri and school essentially shuts down half the week business like my office is uh, taken over by the fair committee like businesses closed down and most people all help with the fair mm-hmm. um, so i think that there's things like that that stay and that's awesome i think what i've noticed as different um you know of course losing a large industry um but one thing that's different is i feel like there's been a huge care for entrepreneurial spirit and those smaller businesses startups Um, the cost of doing business here is way lower so it Mm -hmm. if somebody does want to uh, take that risk to start a business they can do it here a lot easier than a metro area Mm -hmm. um, to mitigate those risks so i feel like there's been some of that happening and then just you know so many different community groups and churches and Um, organizations that have said, hey, wouldn't it be cool if our community did this? And then there's an environment here where they can actually do that. Mm -hmm. So I think there's been a lot of times um, we have a a business owner here, and she was a a Florida resident, and she followed our social media. So that's one thing is, you know, 10, 20 years ago, there was not chambers promoting businesses on social media, right? right? Or businesses, gosh, I remember I used to be in banking, and I remember it was kind of taboo if we were, um, should the bank have, the Facebook or not, right? And how funny <laughs> yeah. now here we are in the world. So I think um, technology has definitely changed how everyone interacts and does business. But um, I feel like a lot of people are like, there's so much going on in the community because, you know, it's it's okay for different groups to do their own thing and everybody supports those in some sort of capacity. Mm-hmm. So I, can, I think that that's one thing that I've seen that's a little different is the way that we're marketing business or marketing community events. Um, we have a bigger reach now, I feel like, and if you're sitting somewhere and want to be a part of it, you can pretty much spy on somebody's live, right? Or hop on Instagram and check out what's going on. So, um...
2: When you say that, it makes me think that basically we hustle more.
3: Yeah, I mean, technology has made yeah, us hustle. It's, yeah, and it's yeah. easier to tell our yeah, story yeah, instead of like yeah. you know on the on the home phone yeah. telling grandma how cool our fair was. Now you're gonna see pictures on Snapchat about it. Like yeah. right, so it's great.
2: contrary to popular belief, we don't just sit back and <laughs> just expect everything to happen. Right, we, we try to go out and make right. it happen.
1: That right, great. Well, and and this kind of brings up um, a bit of a different point, but um, but related. You know, we've talked about. The importance of like, you know, this entrepreneurial spirit that seems to be really um, energized in Lamar. Um, You've got this great mix of like new and old, Mm -hmm. especially when I look at the downtown square. Um, You've got some really great established businesses that it's evident they've been here for a long time Mm -hmm. and they have a lot of support. Um, Is there that same support when you see new businesses coming in, whether it's retail or industry or um, office, you know, kind of settings? Um, you know, how does the community react to
3: to newness? Yeah, I mean, I think that whenever we went, and we did, we went through a time where, you know, after 07, 08, O'Sullivan's uh, industries closed down and employed a large chunk of of folks that live here. And you did see um, the 2008 uh, downturn and economic crisis. And then, um, you know, you did see where there was storefront windows that were boarded up or used for storage and, you know, you might have a few of those left, but tides are changing and now folks are buying those and they want to be involved in, in businesses. And I think that as far as the new and um, older generations or, or things that were to happen, I feel like there's definitely being a welcoming to those newer up-and-comers to say, hey, it's your turn. Not the keys to the city per se, but oh, you're going to open a, a business on the whatever side of the square and make our community that much nicer than what can we do to help is more the attitude versus adversarially, you know? So it's been pretty cool. We've had a lot of businesses that have opened from folks that, you know, really couldn't wait to get out of this town, probably left, went to the big city and now they want to raise a family here, start a business here. We've had a lot of that in the last couple of years and I don't know, I think it's been a cool thing to witness for sure. And I hope that just continues.
1: So on the subject of change, um. This time of, you mentioned O'Sullivan closing, which employed a lot of people, and that was a huge loss. And then, obviously, 2008, housing bubble, economic crisis. Um, but within a couple of years, there's a big change in Lamar, oh, and yeah. that's football. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a huge shift in yeah. the in the football team uh, here in Lamar. Oh, yeah. um, and since then, it's become a really big staple in this community and kind of a an exemplary um piece of of community pride and you guys have won state years and years in a row eight times yeah and and but that but that wasn't always the case you know so and so there's been this shift in your community in the energy and in the pride as a result of football um so let's talk a bit about that Uh, mike do you want to talk about it
2: well the success of the football team couldn't have come in a better time. Um, We were really hurting from, like you said, the closing of that plant and then, you know, a year later, here we go, we got, you know, we're having some success um, in in a sport that we traditionally really, really struggled in. Um, Coach Bailey actually built this, and you know, I want to call it a program, because football, I mean, we call it a sport, but it is is a program. Um, You don't win as much as we do currently um, because all of a sudden you know, we had, you know, in the last 12 years, we've had the best a- athletes. That's not how, we build athletes, and that's where the program comes in. Um, and they do a great job. Coach Bailey, uh, he was a he, Lamar graduate. He started it and, get, and and really taught the community how to think differently about what you want. And I, I, I don't know, I'm not going to speak for him, but I, I probably would guess that he wouldn't he did some things where I don't know if the community's gonna buy into this, but they did. So his way of coaching, his way of handling, you know, he basically turned um, football and getting the boys ready to play in the fall on, on Friday nights, you know, that starts way earlier. You know, that starts after the last game of the prior season um, and, and the time and effort that it takes, you know, you kinda gotta train the community and the parents that this is, if you want to win, this is, here's the formula, and it's not magic. And really, we were willing to do that, um, and here we are, you know, about 12 years later, and we got, uh, I think, eight state championships, I think, eight, um, in the last 10, 11 years, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and we've been, then, here's what's really cool. So, uh, Coach Bailey built this program, left, left a, a strong um, foundation. And then one of his players from one of those championship teams comes back. He was a, um, a defensive back at uh, Missouri State, uh, Jared Beshore, graduated from Lamar I think 2014 maybe. He played for Coach Bailey for Lamar on the state championship team. He goes to college, has success in college, goes and coaches one or two years in Branson Coach Bailey retire, or leaves or retires from Lamar, goes to Jeff City, and then there's an opportunity for him to come back here. They interview him and they hire him. They took a chance. He's a young guy for the, the position. Um, but, man, he's, he's been here three years, and he's taken us to state three years in a row and won once out of those. And, and the other two games were just like, you know, could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. So um, anytime you have a change in the program, and the a, a head coach is a big change. Sure. You don't know how it's going to go, and man, did it, has it really um, paid off dividends? And uh, now hiring somebody that already knew the system, yeah. already knew how to, you know, a proven winner, and he put in the work and he just gained knowledge from his uh, college playing days at Missouri State and and brought that with him. And um, you know, there's a bright future, you know, for uh, hopefully for many decades mm-hmm. for uh, Lamar football.
1: And clearly, you know. He played for this team. He cares about this team. Um, he is going to be more invested, I think, than anybody, you know, to want to see it succeed. I think so that's it's
2: great. I think it's uh, odd that our most all of, all of our success has come while the program was headed by an alumni. Mm-hmm. They've already lived here. They've already gra- graduated high school here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I think the community embraces them more Knowing that, you know, you get somebody from the outside, they kind of got to win the community over. It's kind of like, you know, you go to a new company and then you, know, you don't want to just go in there. You want to, you know, you want to win people over. You don't want to mm-hmm. just go in there and, and tear everything up. But, mm-hmm. man, it's it's been great. Great run.
1: How do the players feel? I mean, do they feel, you know, I think, I have to think that there a certain amount of pressure comes yeah. with, um a, and a history of success, you know. So how do the players feel when they, I mean, obviously it's their choice whether or not they want to play, um, but.
2: There is a ton of pressure. Now you ask to the every one of those kids, there is a ton of pressure to perform. Mm-hmm. Coach Beshore really tries to tamp that down okay. a little bit, but while still keeping that edge. I mean, because, it, you know, it's not really fair for a 16-, 17-year-old to have the, you know the community weight on their shoulders yeah, sure. because you know we don't want them to feel that way I just want you guys to you know train hard um do the best you can at practice and you know whatever the game games will take care of themselves mm-hmm. if you put in the work um there's there's still but there's no way to really totally relieve it mm-hmm. um it just comes with winning mm-hmm. I mean you, you just gotta because you you get you don't enjoy the wins as much as you you worry about the losses, sure. and and that's that's a hard place to be. But you know we're here.
3: I think too, like just the community members knowing, you know, coaching the character of these young men and how they lose and how we embrace um, their integrity when they do lose. I mean, I think you, know, you can't win all the time, but those are great life lessons when you lose too. Mm-hmm. And I think um, just just the community wrapping their arms around. I mean, these are kids that are. All throughout, uh, you know, they're picking up trash on the side of the road. They're putting in the work, and but also um, there's a respect issue, and there's an integrity, um, you know, uh, definitely an integrity type of, um, I don't know how I want to say that yeah, uh, we expect from yeah. them. I guess you expectations, know the expectations, yeah. and I think that these are all great character building skills and uh, things that will go far with these kiddos in life. And I think that that's one thing to always note.
2: A great example of the pressure that's put on them at one time in, in 2018, we had the nation's longest winning streak. I think, I think it was about 57, 58 games in a row. Mm -hmm. And we were in Cassville, very solid Cassville team. And we lost on a last second field goal, you know, kicks field goal with time, you know, just like you see in the movies. Mm -hmm. And, And it was muddy field. You know, it was you know if he weathered it, but man, he just put that right through the, and just the, def, you know, think about the pressure not only of winning the state championship, but, but breaking the win streak. That's the nation nation's longest win streak of every high school football team throughout the nation. That's, that's a huge amount of pressure. Those kids were so deflated um, after that game, and you know several days, and and felt like, but, you know, that's just that's life. And. That's another thing. They, you know, those are life lessons being learned here. You're not always going to win. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's how you bounce back from those, that adversity, because um, you're going to get it. That's just part of it.
1: Well, I think it's 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 part of such a, um, an important, other piece of something like a high school sport, and especially one that's so successful and has so much community buy-in is, the perspective of these young students, that are, for all intents and purposes, children. And, you know, they're impressionable, so impressionable. I think back to when we were those ages, you know, and, and with that much pressure, you know, you just hope that they're enjoying it. And, and, you know, I like what you said about, you know, it's not just about playing football. It's about learning integrity. It's about handling the tough times, the losses and, um, as you know, celebrating loss as much as, as much as you celebrate wins, because everything's a learning opportunity. You know, um, you know, it's good to hear that, that that's as much part of it as, playing a sport you know it's it's it can be such a hard time for for people that age you know high school is so hard um so I think it's 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 a it's a great way to use that experience as a a bonding experience as a a community experience and just a way to bring people together and it's a huge learning experience so um, I think it's such a great resource for you guys such a great thing to have for the community
2: I think it's good to note that the um, other sports, girls and boys, track, cross country, basketball, whatever it may be, they work hard too. And, and the and, and community
3: think, supports all of these kids and, and I, all our things. I
2: think the success of the football program has really shown the other programs. Well, a lot of those are same players. I mean, you, we have a lot of multi-sport athletes. But uh, I, I think it has shown that, you know, with this type of work, you can have this kind of success. Mm-hmm. Not always, but, you know, this is how you get there. And, you know, we have um, state titles in other sports also with cross-country and track that we didn't have before we started. We broke that ceiling in the 2011 with the state playoff or state championship Mm -hmm. in football.
3: Yeah, I mean, same thing, too, with, you know, we've got so many 4-H kids. They're winning, in FFA, they're winning national titles in public speaking and debate. And it's like, you know, that's, like you said, Mayor, I mean, you know, us winning that football team was the catalyst in in eleven of oh you know why not us let's let's go and make sure that all of these different activities and functions these kiddos can do it maybe made a spark of we want to be the best too you know mm-hmm. what I mean and sure. the community has really wrapped their arms around that and uh, we have a new wrestling club and yeah. they've won some things and, and they're yeah. gonna get better yeah it's just cool it's cool to see cool to be a part of I
2: think the bar has been well I know the bar has been raised and that's good that's a yeah. neat thing to see across the board in yeah. all. Um, you know, all aspects of the school mm-hmm. um, in, in the community. It's uh, really neat.
1: So speaking of high school, it often comes up when talking about small towns um, that there's, there tends to be a struggle to keep youth in a, in a small town. Um, that once they graduate high school, go off to college or test school, whatever their next step is, um, trying to get them to want to come back to their town to start their careers or their families here in their hometown. Um, what is that experience like in Lamar? Do you guys um, do you guys have a, a good rate of youth staying or returning or, or do you guys struggle to retain the younger generation?
3: I mean, we're just like a lot of small towns. Yes, of course. I mean, I'd be lying if I said we didn't struggle to retain sure. that youth to stay here, but I feel like we are making strides in recruiting them back. Um, to here after um you know after they start a family really um it's it takes a it takes maybe a while for them to realize you know they spend a lot of time trying to get out of here but depending on also with remote work and different the way we do business so much differently nowadays Mm -hmm. there is a way to come back here and start a business for a lot less cost than in a metro area and you have the support of the community you know those people you're driving down the road then waving at that might be your investor that's also your neighbor <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. like that's that is definitely stuff that happens in this community um and I think that that's one thing that's been a cool thing to watch in the last couple of years is that we've got some um folks that have left that have now had families that want to come back and open a business or just live here and be a part of the community and that's cool so yeah
2: yeah, I think one positive thing, if you can take any positives out of COVID, yeah. I think is the the change in thinking and what's important to you as an individual. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? I mean, because it was such a, you know, COVID, it's not so bad, you know, COVID 2022 is not near as bad. You know, 2020 was awful, mm-hmm. uh, 2021 was awful. Um, and I think, you know, you, your priorities, You you think about those things a little bit more. And then, and plus the companies allowing Uh, The ones that do allow to work remotely, there's so much of that. So there are more opportunities for those young people to come back and and participate in a small town like Lamar. Mm -hmm.
1: What is Lamar doing to try and and retain youth, whether that is attracting them to come back or um, showing while they're young in high school and preparing for the future, showing them what possibilities are here? Um, I think actually where we're sitting right now is a really great
3: example. Astra, if you want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think, I mean, the biggest thing too is to make sure that we have the infrastructure that, you know, internet is like keeping the lights on to the younger generation for sure. I mean, streaming TV, making sure that you have the right speeds, upload, download to do your work. Um, That's going to be the biggest thing. And I know that we've got a company and some other companies that are working on that. And, um, so there was recently a grant awarded to make sure that we can connect fiber to the home and, and city of Lamar proper and a little bit outskirts. So that's, that's going to be a huge game changer, I think. Um, I also think, you know, different community members are really involved in your high school. As far as going back, our, our votex pretty great. Um, not everybody's going to go to college, right? So making sure that, that pathway is open and those those are processes that are in place and have been in place and they continue to get better as far as making sure that there's a connection between our businesses that we do have here and the future workforce for those kiddos that aren't going to go to college and how do we integrate them in here to whether it's welding or plumbing or farming um the Show Me Youth Academy. That's a thing where you know, just making sure that these kids know all of their options. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the community has really been awesome about making sure that they know that they have options. And you know, you can graduate high school and in a couple of years on an apprenticeship make you know seventy five thousand right. dollars being you know in a trade yeah. here. And then looking at the cost of living, we're well below the national average in in Lamar and Barton County, but also across the state. Um, The cost of doing business here and the cost of living is considerably lower. And you're not that far from Springfield, Joplin, Kansas City, Tulsa. I mean, we're within just a few hour drive of major metro areas, Mm -hmm. but then you have the comforts of, you know, the more rural setting, a peace and quiet type of, of area. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that that'll probably keep expanding upon as technology grows and our infrastructure grows here. But just like the mayor, I mean, like you were touching on the recreation lake and how that's going to build. Yeah, I was going to
2: talk a little bit about that. Yeah, Yeah. I mean,
3: I think young people that want to come back, they want to do more than just go to work. Like they want to be in a place where they feel like, um, enriches their whole life. And that might be activities and, um, faith-based things and different clubs they can be a part of as well. And just the natural setting, so I'll let you kind of pick up the natural setting. That's pretty cool. Yeah, what we're doing
2: as mayor, I kind of focus more on wanting to to make the community where it's a place you want to you know to live. So quality of life aspects. So that, you know includes a park system. Um, you know make sure that that it's somewhere you know we don't have. Uh, geogra- you know, geographically, we don't have mountains, so it's not like you're going to ski here. We don't have yeah. sprawling lakes, so it's, you know, you'd have to drive a little ways. But you know, immediately, we don't have those types of features. So we got to, you know, we got to be creative and find things for people to do, and you know, when they want to get out, and and we have a lot of outdoors uh, options, and you know, we focus on those. We, um, I think, you were, when you're talking to. Um, Gordy, you know, we have some nice buildings here that we can do concerts and things like that. But really, I, I, again, going back to COVID, that there's been a new uh, revitalization of going, being outdoors, you know, not being in closed spaces. And anything that we can do and within the budget to, um, to improve that, I think people will want to come back and say, man, this is a really nice town. You can do this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. And this is a, kind of the place I want to be. So if I want to ski, I'll hop in my car, I'll drive to Denver, and I'll go ski. You know?
0: <laughs> right.
1: Building off of that, you're talking about all of these great resources, great opportunities that you have here in Lamar. So think about all of that. Think about your community. Think about its people as a whole. How is the sense of pride in this community? Do you feel Lamar is a place that people are proud to live in, to be from, to be connected to.
2: I don't think there's anybody. If you ask them, would say that they're ashamed to be from Lamar. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's. I have a. I can't remember which one of my friends said that they were traveling. They were going in Chicago Airport, and they were having casual conversation, sitting there at the, uh, you know, uh, terminal gate area, and you know, we, and this is one of those normal ones. Hey, where are you from? Where are you traveling to? That thing. And when he told him he was from Lamar, he's in. They're in Chicago. He goes. You mean where that good football team is? <laughs> and like, Are you kidding me? You know about the? Oh yeah, I know. I, I know all about him. Uh-huh. You know, YouTube or whatever, and it, and he, that's shocking. So that will make that will give you pride, mm-hmm. seeing the successes of of uh, the high school, whether it's sports or, or the clubs. Um, you know, seeing wins like we didn't talked about. We haven't talked about like um, Smith Seed. And, and Asher knows a lot more about them. They're a company based in Oregon. They brought, you know, they came here, and they they, they came here about three years ago, probably. Yeah, a couple of and, years. And have expanded. They do a seed coating. They're the largest seed. They're coding. the largest seed coating manufacturer it, in the world. And that, you know, and then uh, when you move to a small community, you're always worried as an employer, and you're going to employ quite a few people. You worry about the labor force. Mm-hmm. Do, is there enough labor here? Well, they took a chance. They moved here, and they're doing great. I mean, that from what I understand, mm-hmm. they're happy that they're here. They've got quality uh, labor force from this area. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's things like that, that, you know, you're proud mm-hmm. that you're from Lamar. And knowing that, you know, anybody's a phone call away, they will help you.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and back to our workforce too. I think one thing about Lamar and Barton County, I mean, we are such a strong agriculture-based community and have been for over a hundred years, like so many years, right? Our the grit and work ethic of our workforce, I mean, is is definitely something to tout. That's one thing. I mean, especially they're out of Halsey, Oregon, right? So our workforce and the dedication. I mean, I think across the country the average of staying in a, on a job is three years, and ours blows it out of the water. I mean, there's so many loyal people that work day in and day out and want to make a difference, and they, you know, fifty. 50 miles of a drive around here is 50 minutes. We don't have the metro traffic, right? So, you know, you know, if somebody can get in their car and drive five minutes to go to work, then heck yeah, they're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: And seeing another thing, seeing hometown people create a business and it just explodes. And we haven't mentioned, you know, we have a huge a national company okay. called Redneck Blinds yeah. And you can see them, they're in Bass Pro, they're in all the catalog. you can see them online. You can Google them, they're huge.
3: Oh, yeah. They're right here,
2: and that was a Lamar mm-hmm. guy that started that. And it's, you know, it's a big company, and they make great blinds. Yeah, and we right, have, like, like Luke Bryans
3: them. come to our town. We have a, we've had the, all these, like, famous people come to our town because of that.
2: Don't they, they have a connection with, like, the alligator people?
3: Don't swamp they? people, swamp, yeah, swamp, swamp, yeah,
2: whatever the, the. I
3: don't know their the name. TV the tra- show, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: they they travel back forth. I guess. And the Duck Dynasty
3: by... folks, yeah. yeah. And the, there was
2: yeah. a um, NFL football player from East Newton. I guess he has his, alan Barbie. Mm. Um, he came up to Lamar to just pick up his blind for his <laughs> for part, hunting. Yeah, you know, so you know, the, it's a big deal, and and I'm I'm glad and proud that you know. We welcome, you know, people to bring their business from yeah. wherever they're from. But it's really especially nice to see somebody that's local that builds something and it expands. And
3: they
1: stay here. And that's what I was just about to yeah. say. It's it's even better when it the, it's started here, and even if it gets really successful, it stays mm-hmm. here. Yeah. The
2: stomping grounds. You probably saw it. That oh. big uh, outdoor looked like a rodeo arena, mm-hmm. which it is a rodeo. PBR. Arena. You know, they do monster, monster trucks, trucks. PBR. That's, that's a local guy. Yeah. We grew up here. The stomping so grounds. It's pretty cool. It's neat. Really neat.
1: To kind of wrap up, as one of humanity or Missouri humanities small town showcase communities, we're producing this podcast as well as a short video. So, what message are you hoping to send to Missourians and beyond about both Lamar and small town Missouri as a whole? What do you want people to know?
2: Well, I want if you want to travel here, um, just a visit, or you want to move here, you're thinking about moving here. I can't think of a place that's more friendly and and inviting. Um, It's somewhere where uh, we're talking about. You know, a lot of people don't even lock their doors. (laughs) You know, it's it's very laid back. It's a different lifestyle, Um, and and it it just gives. And and you still have an opportunity if you're still working. You're not retired, and you're still working. um, You know, you can work from home. Um, Be a part of. And if you do, if you come here, be a part of the community and you won't regret it.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing too is, you know, we are a place of legendary beginnings and that's gonna just continue. If you want to be a part of something and, you know, so many times you hear people say, oh, well why, if you live somewhere and and you have any sort of complaint about it, this is definitely the community where if you have any sort of um, idea to make this community better, you get going with that, just like Gordy Godfrey with, yeah. and that group. And just so many groups just like that that want to make a difference and want to make a positive change. This community wraps their arms around that and you have support here. You're not just another um, taxpayer, I guess, yeah. like you actually <laughs> matter, you know, and that's cool. And, you know, the Lamar wave, if you come here, we'll wave at you in the car and probably give you a lot of eye contact mm-hmm. and you'll feel like you're part of something besides just yourself. And so that's why I would welcome anybody to just visit, live here, um, have your kids in school here, whatever you want to do. But we're definitely a welcoming community.
2: There are a lot of champions here. And what I mean by that is like if there's a cause, you can identify and say, hey, that individual would be really, and you give it, you say, hey, will, you, will, are you willing to do this? They step up. They do it. Like I called, it, you know, when we were talking and I called Asher. Asher's like, absolutely, whatever you need, let's get it done. Yeah. You know, and, it, and there's a lot of time involved with doing, sure. you know, this type of stuff. So it's great. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Caitlin.
3: Thank you, guys. Driving for, away from St. Louis. Yeah. So tell us ours. when you want to move here. We'll help you uh, we get a house. Thank and you.
1: I'll... Well, thank you both so much for your time and your insights. This has been a wonderful conversation. I so appreciate um, anytime someone's willing to invite strangers into their town and, and show them all the wonderful things. And um, I'm excited to learn more. So thank you both so
0: much.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks so much again to Astra and Mike for being our guides to their wonderful town and for their dedication and passion for Lamar. Small Town Showcase is a production of Missouri Humanities. Special thanks to our production manager, Michael Saldivar, and thank you to our members and supporters for making this initiative possible. To learn more about us, visit mohumanities.org or follow us on social media at mohumanities. I'm Caitlin Yeager. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back again soon with more of the Show Me State.